0: Films and TV shows have captivated audiences around the world for generations, and to fully complete such an ambitious project is nothing short of amazing. To learn more about the film industry and how these shows slash films are made, I'm sitting down with Ed, Ed Freeman, director of the hit show The 100, and other hit shows such as Secret State and Impulse. Yeah, so we can talk about uh, the film industry a little bit. What was your first uh, introduction into the film world i guess
1: yeah it's a great call. well ironically i actually came into film and television through radio oh um, that's nice yeah in in fact if i really rewind like when i was your age i thought it was going to be journalism oh. um and uh, i kind of worked on student newspapers and stuff and then uh i worked on a student radio station just like what oh. you were doing <laughs> exactly nice. what you're doing <laughs> That's nice. And yeah, and it was, um, it was a lot of fun. I met great people, got that sense of kind of team spirit and community that, you know, being part of a team is a huge part of our work. And I went off and I did, uh, I was a big traveler. So I did like a kind of four part travelogue uh, that was in Latin America. And I produced this kind of radio uh, four parter. And I was like, it sounds good. And it was quite funny, and I had lots of music and good sound effects. But I was just crying out for images. Mm. So I was thinking, you know, what would it be like to get some experience in film and TV? So my first job was making tea for the director on a really cool TV show in England before I started film school, Mm. like the summer before I started. And that was the best job I've ever had in the industry, (laughs) other than what I do, because... I got to be close to the director, so that was a chair I wanted to sit in. So I got to make lots of cups of tea, which meant I got got to be next to him at the monitor quite a lot, and that was fascinating.
0: Was there like a first project that got you into like, I don't know, the bigger picture, I guess, I would say?
1: Totally, totally. I wanted to get into film school, and I wanted to get into, uh, you know, in the UK, they have private film schools, and then they have government-funded film schools, and the government-funded film schools are much harder... To get into because you know they're basically cheaper
0: yeah
1: um and everyone not everyone that's not true but over half of all applicants to film school want to be directors uh, so i knew i had to make some kind of film that stood out so my very first film was shot on a, a format called super eight have you ever heard of super eight no it's those <laughs> it's those old city films that you'll see like you know, from your grandfather or grandmother's era. It was that's old the, film. It was like a little, little yeah. film camera that flickered. Yeah. And I went to base camp Mount Everest.
0: Oh, wow. I went 20,000
1: wow. feet up Mount Everest. What was that? And like? it was so cold, I had oh, yeah. to put the film stock in my sleeping bag at night <laughs> to make sure it didn't freeze, right? Because it's all chemicals, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. all emulsion and chemicals. Yeah. And uh, I made this 15 minute film. Mm. Uh, about all the rubbish and the environmental impact of the climbers um, on Mount Everest. And this was back in 1992. And the thing is, all the trash and, and, and toilet paper, to be quite frank, mm. that gets left on Mount Everest because it's so high, okay. it's so cold, it never decomposes. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so it just builds. Oh, yeah, so it just sits uh, there. Yeah. Okay. It just sits there and accumulates. So that was my first film. And that really is what got me into film school, and, mm. and then I was away and at the races. I see.
0: How did you get into directing the 100? Mm.
1: So I had an agent over here. I had an agent in the UK, and they put you out for jobs. I did one episode in season two. Mm. They invited me back to do three more in season three. So I directed three. I see. And then season four, I did an episode, and then for season five, they asked me to come in and be what's called the producing director so they yeah. asked me to be like a junior showrunner on the show so then I, I EP'd every episode in the yeah. season and I directed typically the premiere and the finale I each see season. yeah and I did that for two seasons
0: what keeps you motivated to work on these long projects and aside from like the typical stuff like money or whatever but like I, yeah. I think cre- creative, creatively wise that's that's not a word
1: (laughs) yeah creative creatively um it's a good question Mm. you know and i've worked on everything but i've worked on shows that i work with lovely people who i'd work again within a heartbeat but i've never loved i haven't loved the show that we made right you know and i on the flip side is i've worked with some pretty awful people who (laughs) you know but what we make is really good right um and in the case of the hundred, for me personally, I mean, it's very subjective, but I love the show. I'm very proud of the show. Right. Um, and I also love the way we made the show and the people that worked on it. It was, it was a really good family atmosphere. Um, and yeah, apart from it being very enjoyable, I guess telling stories is a really fun, uh, are
0: there any current, are there any projects that you're currently working on that you can talk about?
1: Yeah, I mean, pretty eclectic. I think, like a lot of people, mm. especially people in my industry, mm. the pandemic was a game changer. For three years, I was on a plane every week, yeah. every Friday, every Monday, back every yeah. Friday night. And I didn't have time to develop my own projects. And then the pandemic hit. And within three months of the pandemic hitting, I was suddenly in a very different position where I was with my family a lot more and I had time to actually look at what stories I might want to tell right. for myself. And, uh, and I've gone in a very eclectic direction, mm. very eclectic. Uh, I'm developing a book series, children's book series um, called Henry and the Last Vampire wow. about a, um, a nine-year-old girl who goes camping and meets this old man in a strange castle. Mm. And his name's Count LaCruder. And do you know what an anagram is, Connor? Uh... An anagram is a word, right? And when you jumble up the letters and reorder them, it it gives you another word. Yeah, yeah. 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 okay. So Lecruder is an anagram for Count Dracula. And the thing about Count Mm. Luca Lecruder is he's the last of his lineage. Mm. And he's a he's a vegan. So he would never he would never like, you know, drink blood or kill humans (laughs) or anything. He's kind. Right. But he's misunderstood, so wherever he goes, he's always persecuted. Mm. And, you know, people are very prejudiced. Yeah. And they assume he's a bad, you know, monster, when actually he is. He loves yoga, he cares <laughs> about the, the environment, and he's a really good guy, yeah. So um, it's, a, it's a whole book series. It's supposed to be uh, funny, but yeah. also educational, informative. Yeah. And uh,
0: lastly, do you have any advice for up-and-coming filmmakers listening?
1: You know, I think that for anyone that wants to get into directing, should we say, okay. or producing, yeah. what they've got to do is start making short films, yeah. uh, and they can be two or three minute films, or they can be like ten or fifteen minute films. That's what I mean. Like it's good to have a think about what are the kinds of dramas that you want to make, right. you know, because then you yeah. tailor the short films so that you lean into that genre. Yeah. yeah. Um, but making your own stuff's never been easy. I see you've got a great computer behind you. <laughs> You know, it's mind-bending. It's mind-bending, right, what these phones can do now. I mean, it's just absolutely incredible. And discover the power of editing, because some of the greatest movie directors in the history of cinema were editors. Alfred Hitchcock, who you've probably heard of, was an editor. David Lean, who did Lawrence Mm. of Arabia, Mm. was an editor. Dr. Zhivago was an editor. When I was directing, even in American television, how to shoot my way out of trouble right. because I knew how I could cut material together. And there is a, this is my final closing statement here, <laughs> Connor, but there is a theory that humans all over the world, it doesn't matter where you're born, what language you speak, we dream in the same way. And that stories have the same structure because of how we are used to experiencing dreams. There, there is a universality of story structure. And if you go back into Greek mythology, ancient Rome, the Bible, okay. Japanese you know, mythology, and yeah. if you look at Hollywood movies, you'll see the same story structure in all of those tales. Yeah. Like when you say filmmaker,
0: yeah.
1: I counter that with storyteller, I see. right? My <laughs> job as a storyteller, when the pandemic hit, I didn't go into making films, I went into telling stories. Stories is the key to making great films. And a really good director is like a sculptor. You sculpt the shape of the story so that it is satisfying, it's exciting, and at the end of the journey, it feels fulfilling right. and rewarding. Yeah. There you go. All right.
0: <clears throat> Thank you so much for coming on, Lady and The Bridge. I appreciate it. Appreciate your time. My absolute
1: pleasure, Connor, and good to meet you again. And uh, let me know when you're next in town and let me know how I can watch your, your films when you get making them.
0: All right.